Last night at 9.27 p.m. Eastern Time, Brandon Bernard was declared dead. That's 20 minutes after the United States government first injected him with a lethal cocktail of drugs taking his life. The United States government murdered a man claiming that it would make things right for a murder that he participated in 20 years earlier. I want to unpack and explain all of the people, all of the systems that failed this man. And if we can't have an honest conversation about it, we can't be specific, then listen to something else. I I don't know how else to say it. Systems and people failed Brandon Bernard. Thankfully, last night, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, in her minority opinion, it was a 6-3 decision against stopping the execution. She wrote the dissenting opinion, and it was profound and powerful. But let me unpack and explain it all. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Of course, at some point in his presidency, Donald Trump was going to go on an execution spree. And in a lot of ways, it has surprised us that it took nearly three and a half years into his term, into his only term, thankfully, for Trump to actually take this up. And it's weird because for three and a half years, it appeared that Donald Trump was going to continue what started under the Bush administration continued through the Obama administration. And while neither administration, Bush or Obama, did away with the death penalty, in fact, they still tried and convicted people and sentenced them to death. I just need to be clear on that. But they never actually executed anyone all the way through three-plus years of Trump's term And so there was about a 17-year window where no one was actually executed by the federal government. And suddenly, and we don't know the backstory here, if it was a decision that Trump made or that someone asked him to make, suddenly a bill bar at the, the DOJ and Donald Trump decided that they were just going to rush as many executions into the end of his first term as possible. That idea all by itself is gross. If you listen to me on the Breakdown Live yesterday, part of my anger, this was before Brandon was executed, was even that someone as deeply unethical, someone as consistently problematic as Donald Trump, even gets to make this decision to save or execute someone like Brandon Bernard is is so grotesque. Yet it's on brand in every way. I mean, this is no different than we ever expect from Donald Trump. He's not a good man. This is literally the same man that paid for an ad to be taken out to execute the Central Park Five young, innocent black boys who committed no crime, who harmed nobody, and were eventually exonerated 
Donald Trump was literally calling for them to be executed. Bring, you know, the title of the ad was bring back the death penalty for New York. And so, of course, that this man was clamoring to execute people. Of course he was. That's why I really want to unpack all of the different people and systems that failed Brandon Bernard along the way. Got a quick word from one of my favorite new sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about my favorite new business tool. It's ShipStation. ShipStation helps online sellers manage all of their orders easily and effectively by finding the best shipping methods for you. I'm using ShipStation right now. I literally used it this morning to help me send out hundreds of signed copies of my new book, Make Change, and they were so helpful. Anytime I ran into a problem or didn't know how the system worked, customer service was there to guide me through it. They made the entire shipping process smooth, affordable, and easy to understand. If you are an online seller this holiday season, you need ShipStation. And right now, the Breakdown listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use the offer code BREAKDOWN. Make sure your business can meet the demands of this massive online shopping season. Just get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in the word BREAKDOWN. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter the offer code BREAKDOWN and let me know what you think. The the list of people who failed Brandon Bernard, the list of people and systems is so long. And there is a tendency to blame just your political enemy, which is so convenient and so easy. It's there's this temptation to blame your political enemy for a deep systemic problem when actually a lot of people participated. I want to start with the most recent uh, people who failed Brandon Bernard, people and systems, and work my way back. Last night, the Supreme Court issued a 6-3 decision against stopping the execution of Brandon Bernard. It, It was, of course, right down party lines, and this is probably a sign of many years to come unless something drastically changes about the Supreme Court. And it's not it's not on pace to change its makeup in a long time. So in a 6-3 decision, they chose not to stay the execution. But Justice Sotomayor, who is far and away the strongest, most progressive, and really just deeply brilliant judge on the court, issued a profound dissenting opinion Uh, that I, I read from cover to cover last night, in essence saying that the court ruled, when she, she said in her decision that multiple people and systems failed Brandon and that the Supreme Court should have been the place that picked up the slack for all of that, but it wasn't. She said that the district courts, which uh, the, the circuit court, which rejected one of Brandon's appeals, 
saying that, hey, you only really get one appeal saying that proper evidence was not entered. Well, Brandon's first appeal came 10 years ago. And after that 10-year period, after his first appeal, was when he learned that there was evidence that was withheld. And what Justice Sotomayor said, if the rule is that you only really get one appeal, but that if after that appeal you learn that there was evidence that's withheld, how, what do you do about that? And, and what she said was profound. She said, this ruling basically incentivizes corrupt prosecutors to conceal the fact that they withheld evidence until after the first appeal. Because if after the first appeal, you're no longer really allowed to appeal again, then all of a sudden people can say, look, oh, we forgot this bit of evidence. We forgot that bit of evidence. So all of a sudden, Brandon Bernard learns that they withheld all types of evidence, but because he rightfully had an appeal before those facts were learned, now it's being held against him. So last night, of course, the Supreme Court failed Brandon Bernard. The circuit court, according to Justice Sotomayor, failed Brandon Bernard. And also according to uh, Sotomayor's statement, prosecutors in Brandon's case failed him not once, not twice, but over and over again with outright lies. And she uncovers those lies in her statement. And what's heinous is that prosecutors are almost impossible to hold accountable for misconduct. They can, in essence, help send a man to his death through lies, through misconduct, through withholding of evidence and then never be held accountable for it. It's despicable. So, of course, the original prosecutors also failed Brandon Bernard, and that's part of why my life's mission is to change prosecutors and district attorneys across the country who can just do right by people. And while this was a federal case and the, the prosecutors that we've elected all over the country might not have been able to do anything in this case, there are cases like Brandon's that come up in cities every day and they could have made a difference in those cases. I want to fast forward, though, to the Obama administration. Years after Brandon was tried and convicted and sentenced to death, for all eight years of the Obama administration, my colleagues, people that I work with every day who are dedicated to death penalty cases and death penalty law and advocacy begged the Obama administration. And President Obama said he was against the death penalty. Um, uh, Attorney General Eric Holder said he was against the death penalty. And because they said they were against the death penalty, they got a lot of credit for saying they were against the death penalty. But they still charged people with the death penalty and still convicted people with it. And people begged them. Attorney General Loretta Lynch, Attorney General Eric Holder, President Obama, to their faces, through letters, through petitions, 
through back channels. I spoke to them all week this week to please commute every death penalty case to life in prison. Please commute, if not all, commute some of these cases to life in prison. And Brandon Bernard's case was always a part of those petitions. And for all eight years of the Obama administration, including after President Obama uh, was about to finish his final term and Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump, and there was this window of time that Donald Trump is in now that he has lost to Joe Biden, people begged for the last time for the Obama administration to please commute these death penalty sentences to life in prison. And they did nothing. And those advocates knew and understood that if President Obama did not commute those sentences, that there was a high likelihood that Donald Trump would just start burning through them and start to execute people. And that's exactly what he did. And I know, again, I know it makes you uncomfortable to hear even a measured small critique of Obama. But people begged them to overturn the death penalty sentences and just replace them with life in prison. They refused. It wasn't to exonerate them. It was just to commute the sentences from death to life in prison, basically death by prison, which is brutal in and of itself but allow these people to not be executed, including Brandon Bernard, and they refused. And then if you go way back, and I shared a video on my Instagram, and again, it makes people very uncomfortable. Nobody in the entire federal government, living or dead in modern American history, fought harder for more people to get the death penalty for a wider variety of crimes than President-elect Joe Biden. And I played the video clip of him while he was fighting for new laws to be passed, that passed, by the way, that he called the Biden crime bill, where he, in the video clip, you'll see, loses count of how many new crimes people will receive the death penalty for. And at first he says 41, 42 And then one of his aides says, like, no, it's 51. And he says, 51. And 51 crimes will now receive the death penalty. Thanks, he says, to the Biden crime bill. And then he quotes a newspaper that says, Joe Biden is now giving people the death penalty for everything but jaywalking. Systems failed. Brandon Bernard. But people run those systems. Period. And it's easy for us to just put it off on the system. It's easy to put it off just on our political enemy. And Donald Trump absolutely bears responsibility here. But before Trump took office, there were Democrats fighting for the easy use of the death penalty. And there were Democrats that could have stopped this. And they didn't. Take care, everybody. Break it down.
Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about a brand new podcast that I love a lot. And it's not because there's a woman that I love who is the co-host, my dear wife, Ray. But she is co-hosting a brilliant, important, essential podcast called Woke at Work with Dr. Blanca Ruiz. It's an amazing podcast about women of color in the workplace and all of the unique challenges and opportunities and sophistications. And they have brilliant interviews and they unpack the myriad of issues, what it really means to be a woman of color in leadership in the workplace and so much more. You spell it W-O-C at work. W-O-C at work. Women of color at work. Search it. It's on all of the platforms now. It's getting amazing reviews, and I want you to check it out. <laughs>